round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. Just become best friends. Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. To infinity and beyond. There's a bunch of madness around here. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Disney Dads Podcast. We are your hosts, three dads who love talking about everything Disney. This podcast is a chance for us to dive deeper into our Disney fandom. We will spend time conquering the parks, giving tips and tricks to navigating a Disney vacation, and sharing our personal stories from Disney trips. This week, we board our Doom Buggies as we journey with 999 happy haunts through the legendary Haunted Mansion. As we take a tour of the history of the mansion, we also dive into our favorite parts of the beloved attraction. Do not pull down the safety bar, please. We will lower it for you. And heed this warning. The spirits will materialize only if you sit back and enjoy our journey through the haunted mansion. Justin. Yes, sir. Mike. Good evening. How are you guys doing? Doing good, buddy. How are you? I am super excited for tonight's show. The Haunted Mansion is one of the most legendary places on two spots on Earth. More than two, but yeah. More than two. Yeah, you've got uh, Tokyo, Disneyland Paris, and uh, Hong Kong. Well, so five times the love. Let's you get got into it. it. <laughs> exactly. You got it, man. All but right. I, think tonight, I think tonight we'll just concentrate on the two that... Most people who are listening to this have been to, and that's Disneyland and Disney World. Now, Mike, have you ever been to the Disneyland one? Unfortunately, no. I haven't been to the Disneyland. Uh, I was in Disneyland in 1993, and I'll be honest with you, I don't remember riding it, so I'm going to say I didn't. How about yourself, Justin? Yeah, I was there uh, earlier this year in April, actually. We did a cruise, Disney cruise, and we ended in San Diego. And then we rented a car and we drove up and we spent three days at the Grand Californian and right there on Disney property. So we spent some quality time uh, at those two parks. Um, And yeah, we were able to experience the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland multiple times. One of the the absolute highlights of my Disney fandom is going through the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland knowing that's one of the things Walt has always... Walt always had an idea for and always wanted in his park. So when we visited Disneyland, the one thing I wanted to do was go to the Haunted Mansion and to see it because Walt had his hands on that from the beginning. And he always had an idea for a haunted house in his parks. He he wanted something that, you know, you have you have a town, a small town, and the town has a main street and the town has a fire station, but every town has that creepy house on a hill to where everyone, every kid goes, ooh, I'm not going in that house. And that's what Walt wanted. He wanted that creepy house on a hill. But Disney Imagineer Harper Goff, when he sketched out the, the, the sketch Walt wanted, it was a crooked street, 
and there was a manor on a hill. Um, but the problem was they turned it over to Ken Anderson, who was another legendary Disney Imagineer, and he he kind of took it in a way that Walt didn't want. Ken, when he looked at it, he thought, "All right, if we're going to have a scarier house, we're going to it's going to be overrun. It's going to be weeds." Uh, it's going to look like it's it's no one's lived there for, for hundreds of years. And Walt didn't like that. He didn't like the fact that his beautiful new park, the only thing that wasn't going to be immaculate was this random house on this hill. And so the story, the house and the storyline kind of stayed in limbo for a little while. And they kind of eventually came to an agreement that instead of this decrepit house they would come up with a new orleans style mansion that they would build and and it would house what we come to know as the haunted mansion attraction the construction started in 1961 in disneyland and they actually put out pamphlets saying that the haunted mansion would be open in 1963 that everyone could come and and it was the cool part was the part I really like about this was the way they did the pamphlets was almost an invitation to ghost. This house is for you. Come to our haunted mansion. Come live here. This is your place. And Walt said there's a famous a famous uh quote by Walt um and you 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 can find it uh voiceover by him. It's where he says you know, we wanted to attract the best ghost and so we made the floorboards extra creaky, and we made the uh, we put in extra um, spider webs to make them feel right at home, and that that was what they wanted. But they ran into some problems. Walt got very involved in the 1964 and 1965 World's Fair, and when he did, it took a lot of the steam per se out of the building of the haunted mansion. Now. The building was done in 1963. The attraction wasn't done, but the building was done. And a lot of guests that came came you know saw saw the building said, "Why can't we get in there?" So lots of stories came through and lots of uh, rumors of how it's haunted and people are afraid to finish the ride and things like that. And then after Walt's death in 66, the Imagineers kind of took a took took a back seat and took three years to really develop a storyline that they thought Walt would be proud of. Now, when they did this, it brought on some disagreement. I think we all know that one of Walt's famous traits is he'd love to put people together that disagreed. He thought that two people that disagreed and didn't see eye to eye and didn't get along would come up with more constructive ideas and they would push each other's boundaries and and things would flow better than two people that just said, yes, yes, I agree with you. Yes, I agree with you. And that was one of the famous things about Walt was he loved putting these people who didn't get along together. Well, Mark Davis and Clyde Coates jumped on the Haunted Mansion storyline. Mark, being an animator, wanted more of a animation style fun attraction that you go through and you have a good time and it's happy and you know it still has the ghost feel but it's but it's not scary whereas Claude Claude really wanted it to be a haunted house and it wasn't until Existencio 
came in and combined the two that we get the attraction we see today. Where the first part was, is, is scary per se, dark corridors, not much lighting, you know, creepy sounds. And then after you go through and Madame Leota summons the 999 happy haunts, you get to see the ballroom and more of the, the happy side of the haunted mansion. And there, there are a few differences between Walt Disney World and Disneyland. But what most people don't realize is they're not attraction-based mostly. The, the attractions only opened two years apart. In 1969, the Haunted Mansion of Disneyland finally opened after years and years of turmoil and years and years of planning. And in 1971, the Haunted Mansion of Walt Disney World was there for opening day of the Magic Kingdom. So when the Imagineers were creating all of the effects for the Disneyland attraction, they created double for the Disney World attraction. So you don't see a ton of differences, but you do see a few. The stretching room is is one of the biggest because in Disneyland, the stretching room, it serves a purpose. It has to transport guests underground and under the railroad to actually get them to the show building. So it's a working elevator. Whereas in Disney World, it's a stationary room where the ceiling lifts and you experience the same ambiance, you experience the same feelings, but you're not actually moving. Because the building was large enough to house the entire ride, almost the entire ride. Um, the Walt Disney World attraction is a little longer. It's a little more elaborate. They brought in Paul Freese. They brought him back, who does the uh, who does the voice of the ghost host. And he did a few added voiceovers for the Walt Disney World attraction. Um, but if you're going to pick out one difference between Disneyland and Disney World, it's, it's evident to anyone who's ever looked at pictures of both of them. And it's the exterior. Because they both sit in completely different lands. You know, Disneyland... They went for more like a New Orleans style manner where, and it fits because in Disneyland, they're in New Orleans Square, you know, which we don't have in Disney World. Whereas Disney World, it's, they, they tried to take it into more a Southern plantation style house, uh, larger and um, more vast, you know, it's just when you walk up on it, it's just huge. And that fits in Liberty Square. It fits in that time period of early America. And, um, you know, being there, I, I was at Disneyland and Disney World four days apart because we went to Disneyland and we flew back to Disney World, uh, which was, I'm sure we'll jump into a future episode, was an amazing, amazing experience. But the, the one thing I noticed as a guest was the queue. The Disneyland queue, you're mostly outside. You are, you, you spend your time on the porch, the front porch of the building, which is, it's so cool. I mean, you're, you're walking through the queue and all of a sudden you're sitting on the front porch of this old mansion waiting to go into those front doors. And with Disney world, of course, you know, you have a longer queue, but also you get the newly reimagined, um, newly reimagined queue that brings in some interactive parts to, to, to waiting, which I think, 
that's one thing Disney's done is amazing is is making our wait fun. And I know you guys have experienced the Walt Disney World queue. So I I mean, what do you think about that queue that makes it different from all other queues on Disney World property? You know, the Haunted Mansion's a must-do ride for our family. So it's always the top of our fast pass list. Uh, I like doing it as a fast pass, but I do miss doing the queue. Uh, the queue is very interactive. Uh, when you go through there, you have the, the bookcase you can play with. You have the pet cemetery. There's so many little aspects of it that keep you occupied. Uh, even though you're outside and it could be a hot day, you're still pretty much occupied with everything around you, which makes it uh, a fun place to go through. Very few times do they ever not have that queue open. I've been there when the standby time was only five minutes and you happen to walk right through and you don't get to go through the queue. But if it's a 20 minute ride or a half an hour, if it's a 20 minute wait or a half an hour wait, it's definitely worth waiting so you can go and experience all the stuff that they have to offer. The This is what I love about Disney is the ability to transport you. And I'll say that over and over and over again. And as you're walking, I mean, just when you walk past the gates themselves, you are transported to a different time and a different place. From the graveyard up on the hill to the the exterior of the building. If somebody would allow themselves to believe that they were there, it's believable. And they did such a great job. Uh, it's it's um, aesthetically pleasing. Um, it's real. And that's not even getting into the queue. Now, when you get into the queue itself, now, like Mike, I always fast pass, uh, but we will, you know, on occasion, uh, especially on extra magic hour nights where the wait is was is little, or on um, certain occasions when you happen to be in a park when it's that side of the park is closing out and you get to go through. The interaction in the queue is is fun, and the boys love it. You know, this is the you know, I'm one of those parents that when my kid is in, in the store, don't touch stuff. You know, don't don't touch it. Uh, that's just you know something I'm working on. You know, like, <laughs> anyways, just don't touch stuff. And this is one of those places where they go nuts and they want to touch everything, and 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 they're supposed to touch everything. So my my you know my my dad radar is like. Oh! Don't touch, don't touch. But, but, but you know, then you know, I got to reel that in and go, well, you're at Disney and these were made to touch. So the boys know that. So they've got to touch everything, you know, everything that makes a note, they got to touch it. Or, you know, my little one's running back because, because Parker got to touch that one and he didn't. And so it is fun for the kids and they do, do enjoy it also. One of our favorite things they have there. As you start to enter the queue, they have the, the busts, the heads, and they're on the monument stones. And it just always seems to be that my little one, Sammy, always likes to go and we always take a picture there and she tries to imitate the face because they're kind of weird looking faces on those busts. And I have a lot of really good family pictures of her trying to emulate what the face of that person looks like, you know, and I get some really funny, silly pictures of her doing that. So, uh, Are you kidding me? That's amazing, man. I love that, especially if you can get her throughout her growing up that's awesome right yeah every trip every trip every trip we have a picture of her standing next to a different bust i want to say there's four or five of them over there and i i I probably have about three so far that's awesome i love it yeah and if anybody knows disney disney pays a lot of attention to details no matter what it is uh 
whether you're walking through the parks and it's a smell or whether you're in a particular area, they, they have every detail down to a T. And it by no means the, the Haunted Mansion area, as you're going through the queue there, you know, the Imagineers that helped develop the ride, they have them incorporated into the tombstones. I mean, that that's a nod to them. That's like a, the uh, the tombstones, the uh, heads, the uh, the head bust that they have. Those are the Imagineers. These are people that helped build the ride. Uh, the the uh, some of the people that are inside the ride too. The that that glowing crystal ball is another Imagineer. The 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 bride is another Imagineer. And even on the pet cemetery, they have the Mr. Toad Wild Ride, which was taken out of service years ago by Disney. They even have that as a little homage to him, uh, a little tombstone for Mr. Toad. That's one of those cues to where it builds you up to entering the attraction. I mean, as you're walking through, especially if you do that at night with the lighting and everything, you're sitting there and you're like, all right, I know what's coming. This is still, all right, I'm walking into a haunted mansion. I mean, it's just, it's, Disney does cues better than just about anyone does. I mean, they, they can immerse you in a story before you ever step foot on, a, on an attraction. And that's, the Haunted Mansion is the start to, I think, I, I think it's Disney's start to have conquered that world of bringing you into a storyline. One of my favorite things, and that's a cast members who play one of the greatest roles in the parks as they invite you into the Haunted Mansion. And, I mean, Jason, from there, what would you say... Would you say these cast members bring a sense of foreboding as you walk into the attraction? <laughs> the first time I did Haunted Mansion, in the back of my mind, I'm like, these cast members are rude. Rude! <laughs> you know, what? what is their deal over here? Do they not... Is it the end of the night? Why are they just being like this? Uh, that was my na- being naive to my first trip at Disney, not understanding the concept of a cast member's role play. They do a great job, almost to where I get a chuckle inside because sometimes it's so sarcastic where, <laughs> you, you, you know, like almost like you're they know like you're wasting their time like they are just. All right, you know, you guys, you guys are, you guys want to see it and come on in. I mean, you know, you guys are asking for it. So I, I, I love, I love the cast member. Uh, from interaction with the cast member out front, we walk straight to the stretching room. Mike, when you walk in there and you don't know what's going to happen, take me through what your first experience of the stretching room. Well, you you don't know what to expect because it's it's there's really nothing. It's not a very decorated room. It's very plain Jane before you you know before the the room starts to stretch. You see a few pictures in the air uh, before it stretches to see the alligator biting somebody or the uh, the end result of what when the room ends up. So it, it's a very simple room till it till it actually 
comes all the way through and you're ready to go to the next room. The The fun part about that room is being that we've done it before and you know what's going to happen, the people that don't know. And you can look <laughs> at people's reactions like, what did I get myself into? I thought this was supposed to be Disney. You know, not kids are panicking and they're crying and they're screaming. And, and you know, it's no big deal because it's a Disney ride and they make, they make, the, they make the fun, uh, they make the, uh, the scary fun. But it's it's that not knowing what's going to happen and not having a lot of reference points in the room to know what's going to happen that make it really uh, scary for the people around you. Yeah, I, I tell you, we one of my favorite things to do is just to lean over and whisper to my wife, the floor is going to drop out here real soon. <laughs> and people around, you know, you can always tell the people that, are, that have done it, they're like, idiot. And then everyone else is like, <gasps> floor is going to drop out, you know. But yeah, it's one of those things, and it's actually pretty dark for 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 what they're you know for, for a Disney attraction. I mean, Jason, when you're standing in there and the the audio starts, I mean, it's it's pretty. We having the young, yeah, it is. It gets very dark, especially when you got the kids. Um, you know, because I got the two boys, otherwise known as the scream room, correct? Right. So. There's always that one chucklehead that wants to scream. Well, our first time doing it, the lady right behind me screamed as loud as she could right into my son's ear. Uh, anyways, from that moment on, we walk into the scream room or the stretch room. We bypass it. So I, I just want to give that as tip number one for tonight. You do have the opportunity to bypass that room if you have small children, or, or maybe you can if, anyways. So what happens is you uh, you mentioned that you want to skip the stretch room, and the cast members have been more than um, understanding. They'll just open up the door, and they'll scoot us along the hallway, and we'll come in through. Uh, it's like handicap entrance. I mean, you're basically right. getting on the ride the same time. It's not like you're, you're getting one up on anybody, but you know, my oldest son, you know, especially at four or five years old, there's some negotiating that needs to take place on some of these rides. He is, um, he's not as adventurous as your daughter, Justin. So that was one of them where I will, I will be happy to ride the Haunted Mansion, uh, if, if we can skip that scream room. So now going back to your question, okay. Um, I love it. I love I love the the it's kind of kind of like when they push everybody together it kind of makes us like one big happy family that's doomed you know <laughs> so it's like you 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 are yeah. stuck you know and it's like everybody just and, and and people that that haven't ridden it or or don't know okay what which side am I going to go which direction am I going to go to and um it, it's really uh it's really a fun a fun um fun start to the ride it really is and it sets precedence for the ride where maybe this isn't all unicorns and fairy dust right you know so what am i getting myself into here well the verbiage the verbiage they use drag your bodies to the center of the room it's like oh whoa hold up (laughs) where are we who's touching me who's touching me yeah you you know and not to get not to get on a tangent or anything but it's funny you say that about stretching. One, I didn't know that. That's a great tip. But two, um, when Riley was two, we, the being being the awesome parents we are, we said, you're riding no matter what. And so I put her on my lap. And for any parent with a toddler out there, I'm sure they watched Sophia the First. Mm-hmm. And Sophia the First has an episode with Sir Dax, 
which is a ghost that that is in in the in the the castle. And so we just told Riley out front. We were like, we're gonna go inside and we're gonna find Sir Dax because he lives in the haunted mansion. Cool. And now, even to this day, she's five. We still go in and we come into the ballroom. She goes, "There's Sir Dax. There he is." <laughs> I mean, it's still it's still something that we use to this day to uh, to to make that a little more comfortable for her. But going from the stretching room, we head down the corridor to maybe the greatest people mover of all time, in my opinion, Mike. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, they you know they shuffle everybody into that one line and you kind of you know jockeying for your spot. But once you get on that ride and and the and you can hear the uh, the Imagineer Paul Fries with his vocals and he's talking about you know the lap bar coming down and uh, it it really sets the tone and sets the mood for that the, the darkness the 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 slow pace that it's moving. You know you know you're about to start on a haunted mansion ride. The Doom Buggy is one of the most iconic. So iconic that if that ride ever shut down, and I think they individually auctioned off those Doom Buggy carts, they probably would make a mint off of them. Because I know many people would just offer huge amounts of money just to own one of those. The can you imagine having that? The side. I'm sorry. Can you imagine having that as your kitchen table? I would love that. And people would like it. You just put a little put a little table in there, and you just get in there and sit down and have that as your. (laughs) Yes, and I would. I in fact, I'd put it on rollers and just roll it around, and that would be my. I would watch TV in it, and it would be my little. I'd put roll it in the bathroom (laughs) and everything. Um, The Imagineer that designed the Doom Buggy. Yeah, the the Imagineer who created the Doom Buggy was Bob Gurr, who. Look, if you've ridden a Disney attraction, everything stems from him. He is the he came up with the Matterhorn bobsleds, the submarine voyage. He, I mean, that if you enjoy the Disney parks, then you need to take a minute and sit back and thank Bob Gurr because that's the guy who has uh, transported us through all these amazing tra- uh, attractions. So, once we board our doom buggy and they request for us not to touch the lab bar because the happy haunts will bring it down upon us. If we're, if we're riding through, I think there's a few parts of, of the attraction that stick out to everyone, but one of them happens relatively early with the hallway that we see. Jason? This hallway is enough to freak out any little kid. It is excellent. You have the the paintings that are transforming with the lightning. Now, guys, I want to I want to mention this. When you're going past those windows, do you not feel like you are inside a building looking out into yeah. the dark? I mean, it, it's just amazing. It completely takes you outside. It could be it could be an Orlando June day, yep. 100 and, 167 degrees outside, and you're still when once you go through there, oh, it's like you're a rainy day and you're you're a little worried about what's going to happen to you. Now, as far as the the hallway goes, uh, has it always been? on the drawing board that we were going to use doom buggies for this thing. 
No, actually, the early Imagineers were debating on what they were going to do with this ride. Uh, the two original rides were going to be a walkthrough or possibly even a water ride, which would have been similar to the Pirates of the Caribbean okay. ride. That's that's crazy. Like the only thing, and I think that's the the one thing that kept them from from a uh, a walkthrough was, you know, have you guys ever done the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse? Correct. And you have that one person in front of you mm-hmm. that won't 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 walk, but they just take a million pictures, mm-hmm. and you're just like, all right, I, I was looking for a ten minute walkthrough, and now you're causing this to be forty minutes. Like let's. And that's kind of what they ran through with the haunted uh, mansion. I think a, a funny, funny story, a funny sidebar. So when when they when they started putting this together, they gave Mark Davis and Claude Coates a warehouse to work with, right, for, for all the effects. Mm-hmm. But they they went in there and they created pretty much everything you see in the attraction today. But the problem was. They put everything on a motion sensor. So at night, when the cleaning crew would come in, everything would turn on, except for the lights. So all these ghosts and everything would turn on. Well, the cleaning crew management left them a note and said, would you please uh, turn everything off? It's creeping out all of our <laughs> all, all of our people who work here. Now, you have to remember, this is the early 1960s. They haven't seen things like we've seen today. So seeing things, uh, an apparition come from out of nowhere is terrifying to these people. And so (laughs) what they did was they, well, one, they forgot to turn off the the motion sensor. So they come in, uh, Claude and, and, uh, and Mark come in, and there's a note sitting on, on Mark's desk and there's a broom laying in the middle of the of of the warehouse and it says we will not be returning and it was from it was from the cleaning crew because these guys had come up with such amazing uh, uh effects in the 1960s that still work today and they actually use effects from actually the 1800s that still work today and I think we'll hit some of those effects as we go through the attraction so from from that hallway we move on to one of the most famous scenes in the Haunted Mansion history, and that's the Madame Leota. And Mike, I know this, if, if anyone's ever ridden this traction, it's one they don't forget because it's a call to all the happy haunts that live in the mansion. So what, when you're coming into that room, what do you feel, what do you think about that room? So, so as you as you come into that as you come into that room, you come through that whole circular area, and just the details that they add to that room are incredible. Uh, that 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 deep voice that as she's summoning the as she's summoning the other ghosts to come in, uh, it really sets the mood for how the rest of the ride's going to go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, and and that's the kind of the transition between the two Imagineers when when we're looking back on on Disney history, because now. We get to enter into Mark Davis's idea of the haunted mansion, and Jason, the the ballroom scene finally brings to light the thing you've been waiting for for the entire ride. What the good times in the afterlife? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're angling towards? The good That's times. Hey, that that, yeah. that cake looks good down there. Listen. Um, let me take a little sidebar here on here. You know, every once in a while, the Haunted Mansion will shut down. 
because they'll either uh, let somebody that is uh, maybe physically disabled, uh, a maintenance problem. Well, uh, it was about two years ago. Uh, my son, my oldest son was riding with me. And we got the the ride shut down. And it was a 40, well, it was about 30 minute shutdown. We were sitting there. Wow. Right in front hmm. of the ballroom. And that is so special of a, of a spot for me. And, and, and the thing is, is no one will ever be able to take that half hour away from me in front of the ballroom. And to, to help him, we played I Spy for a half an hour. And you know what? We never came, we never picked the same thing twice. There was so much to see there. So every time I ride the Haunted Mansion and I, and I go past, that area if i'm with him he'll say dad this is where we got stuck and i love that because that's something that him and i will always have and the haunted mansion will be around a lot longer than i am but up until that time of me becoming the thousandth ghost um i'll always have that i'll always have that (laughs) spot with him and 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 to me that's that's something that's incredible i love that scene guys there there's so much magic within there um I, I honestly can't even say that I have a favorite part of it because there's so much going on. That's so cool, man. I yeah, I'd never heard that story before, and that's 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 awesome. That's one of those things that uh, yeah, you'll never never ever forget. And uh, Mike, I mean, you when I, I think I think it's especially for children, it's the first time they've seen ghosts, right. What, what, there's a small detail in that room, and I don't know if you noticed it when you were stuck in that room because you had so much time there. Did you know that the grandmother in that cat, the uh, in that that scene, there's a grandmother sitting towards the end of the table in a yep. rocking chair with a shawl over her. That's the same grandmother from Carousel of Progress. No way, so they really? Used the, they used that exact image from Carousel okay. of Progress from when she's sitting there, and they they superimposed that photo of that that image of her in the room so next time you're going around and you're passing that area there's a grandmother on the right hand Mm -hmm. corner sitting in a rocking chair it's the identical grandmother sculpture of the same grandmother that's in carousel of progress that's very cool those are the kind of those are the kind of little details that disney wants to throw in and kind of makes the rides a little more you know a little bit not not more interesting because they're obviously interesting, but just throws a little bit of extra uh, magic well your natural your natural eyes are going to glaze gaze right to the table Okay, and as you're going along, then you're going to kind of shift up to the portraits, mm-hmm. uh, the dueling portraits, and then you're going to shift down to the the, uh, the piano at the very end, okay, or the organ at the very end. There are so many details. Listen, I challenge you uh, when you when you hit that area, don't look at any of those three spots. Look somewhere else, you know, and and because they have ghosts coming out everywhere. The chandeliers, they're coming through the door on the bottom right hand side. Uh, there's so many um, incredible little details in that room where, uh, honestly, I would love for that to be a, a restaurant spot. I would just love to sit there and have lunch and, and look down at that place. Jason, it's funny you say that because Rolly Crump, he he kind of pulled Walt to the side and he said, look, I have this idea for my own version of the Haunted Mansion. And it was it was crazy stuff. I mean, it was like um, Candlemen and like man-eating plants and tiki busts and all this stuff and Walt liked the idea but he kind of saw something different for the attraction but they came up with this awesome idea I mean dude 
awesome idea that I would love to see in the parks today called the Museum of the Weird. And what this was, was a restaurant on, added on to the Haunted Mansion. So a lot like Blue Bayou on Pirates of the Caribbean, you would be able to go and eat in a restaurant called Museum of the Weird and experience all these crazy um, paranormal things going on around you. I would and love dude, I that. Oh, can you imagine so going awesome. to the parks? Yes. And sitting down and like all the, you're sitting at your table and all these apparitions go over the top of you or like, you know, your table, you know, comes like the center of it comes alive and talks to you or, you know, just the craziest <laughs> stuff you could imagine. Dude, that would be. See, and, like, and, it, and with the, with the, the, um, turtle with crush and turtle talk. Right, right, Could right. Could you imagine that technology with like a uh, a madam, uh, madam Leota, her head inside talking to you people inside there with just that technology? How fun would that be, <sighs> Parker? You have a birthday today, you know. I mean, I, I, oh. how how neat would that be? But anyways, what what do we know, right? We're taking your we're taking your appetizer yes. order. Well, what do you what do you want to eat today? Awesome. Do you do, <laughs> do you guys think that's something we might see in the future? With them going more and more towards specialty restaurants now, like you take take for example Mission Space restaurant coming in the future, do you think we might see a haunted mansion restaurant? I okay. Is it is it going to offend the traditionalists? Not me, and I am a traditionalist as far as like as far as certain rides in the haunted mansion being one of them. But it's not going to offend me at all as long as they include the 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 main parts of the haunted mansion. If they make it. Where it is a a good solid place to eat, not some quick service garbage. A good solid place to eat, where you know you actually have chefs that have designed the menus, and it's you know it's a sit down meal. I think it would do incredible, and I think it would be a hard restaurant to get into. You th- you think about the cast members you have when you're in the queue, <laughs> but think about that being your waiter or waitress. That would be great. I would love that. What? What will you have? You know, like just like they don't, they don't care. They just are there because they, ha- you know, it's just the lurch um, from the Adams family, almost perturbed. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> you need more Pepsi. Your, uh, your final meal, your final meal is I love ready. That. Oh, that would be God. fun. Yeah, I tell you, that's that's you look you you look back through Disney history, and there's a bunch of things that never came to fruition that were that we're imagining, and they always say. No good idea ever dies in Disney Imagineering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think we can all sit back and hope that one of these days we might see this in a Disney park uh, in, in the in the future. I would but love that. I'd like to take a minute to tell you about our amazing sponsor, The Cook and Wookiee. The Cook and Wookiee will take you on a culinary adventure through the Disney parks and the galaxies far, far away. Dive into all the fantastic recipes as this Wookiee leads us step-by-step through each amazing dish he prepares. So come join the Cook and Wookie Facebook page and be ready to push your culinary craft into hyperdrive. You can find the link to the Cook and Wookie at www.disneydadspodcast.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Disney Dads Podcast. Now back to the show. Going from there, let's let's skip forward a bit because we we we're if we're on the ride or if we're on the attraction. We're going to enter maybe the darkest, uh, most dreadful part of the Haunted Mansion. And it's my favorite part. 
and that's with Constance, the bride, <laughs> in the attic. Every every man's dream girl, right? <laughs> that's it. When you enter here, you, you, you see her. And for those of you that don't know the storyline, she's a gold digger who finds husband after husband and murders them until she gets what she needs. And guys, I know I, I, I know we got a uh, a reimagined um, haunted mansion that brought us con- the, the new Constance. What's your take when you enter that attic? I'll tell you what. Shh, that voice is perfect. That 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 is so. It's almost like a siren. You know, she calling to you. You know what I mean? It is so, but it's eerie. Uh, it's captivating. Um, Disney did it right with that. My thoughts when I go in there is every ounce of my fight or flight is telling me you need to keep stepping. Because this girl's trouble. Go. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, yeah. They, it's, it's, it's college all over Right, again. their knife, the knife kind of, you know, does it for me. But um, they did a great job with that. And it tells a story. And, you know, and my first time writing it, I knew the story when I got through with that. You know, Disney did it right. I knew the story. I knew who she was. And nobody had to say a word. I just had to ride the ride, you know? Mike, were you surprised that Disney put in something so dark into into a a family ride? That to me is a definition of every unhappily married divorced man. His <laughs> view of what his ex wife would be. Well, no comment. <laughs> I'm happily married, by yes, the way, yes. so I'm, I'm I'm safe on that one. But I think that's the I think that's the uh, the view every uh, husband has of their ex wife. I can't imagine uh, being, being Julia Lee's husband who's, who voices that character and every morning she just goes, till death do us part. You're like, oh no, what have I done? What have I done? Um, but the cool part is, I mean, she's, when they put her in, they put her in, in in the other parks as well. So you see her in Disneyland, you see her in Tokyo. Um, but yeah, she's, She's definitely maybe the most morbid, and and this brings us to a Disney. Uh, pe- people go different ways with this. What happens to you when you exit the attic? Do you exit on your own accord, or does Constance send you to your fate in the in the uh, in the graveyard? Jason, I exit on my own accord. In my opinion, yeah. In my opinion, you yes, think so? Yes. And 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 here is why: is um, <sighs> because I almost get a a distaste from her from her uh, voice as you're passing through, kind of like she tried to get one over on me and she failed. You, you know what I mean? I mean that's and, and maybe that's just my perception of it, but I, I think that I. I I passed the test of the siren and I'm actually going to go down into the party. Okay. Mike, Mike, what do you think? Yeah. I feel like I escaped. I, you know, I dodged a bullet. I'm out of here. See you later. I'm on my own. 
Well, I'll say this. You guys are more headstrong than me because I have a feeling she pushed me out the attic window. <laughs> and that's what that's what a lot of Disney uh, Disney people think. Those are the, those are the two. Um, does Constance push you out the window, which makes you the thousandth happy haunt to join the, uh, the, 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 the haunted mansion? Or do you exit on your own? I mean, that's, that's one of those age-old questions. And the great thing is Disney leaves those to us. As any great movie, they'll leave you to decide what you would do in that situation. But from there, we exit off and we get to venture down into the graveyard which combines both animatronics, music, and lighting effects that I think bring one area completely to life. It does. And and as you're as you're as you're turning around as it I mean it it turns you around and it sets you back into your seat because it's a pretty pretty good angle going down. But if you look over to the right you'll actually see just a small chunk of the mansion. You know, the roof, the uh, window, uh, you'll, you'll see that. You know, I never noticed that the first couple because I'm always trying to look over to the to the left down, you know, into the graveyard. But just that small little part where it, it, it okay, I, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm outside, and, and I'm getting ready to come outside. Um, it's exciting. You know, to me, that's exciting. I, I, I love the transport. I, I feel like it's nighttime. It's um, another one of those where Disney transported me, and I think they did a great job with it. So, guys, while we're in the graveyard, my favorite part of the graveyard is the singing bust. The singing heads, as you say. Jason, if you're, if, if you're looking at those, is there anything better Though, in that ride. Here's what I love about this is this turns everything scary and it just makes it melt away. Okay, because you have to admit the ride before that is is kind of led up to where we're at and it's not like it's fun and cheery, you know? Where they're actually singing the grim grinning ghost their facial expressions, their demeanor them singing it, how it sounds like it's actually coming from each individual bust. Um, it just takes all that scariness and just poof, makes it fun. And you just, you, you just, you just accept this awesomeness at the end of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the best. I mean, you're just sitting there and you're like, these guys are alive. Their heads are alive in the in the ride. Like they're singing to me. Mike, what's your what's your take whenever you're coming down you, you know, your back's pressed against the seat and you're coming down and you know you're heading to a graveyard? That I must have been on the same ride as you because my daughter and I got stuck in that particular spot. Awesome. And you know, as as we were going down and we were stuck there for quite a while also. Uh like you said, it transports you to a different time and no matter how many times my daughter will ride that ride, it'll always scare her, not, not knowing what's coming. I mean, she's been around her a hundred times, and she knows what's coming next. She knows the ride by heart. But just that air, just as you're going back, and, and the unknown, because you're facing forward, you have everything flashing on your left-hand side, you, you just have that feeling of you don't know what's going to come up next, even though you do know what's coming up next, and it kind of transports you into that different area. Yeah, and I tell you, as you go through, look, you could have ridden the ride 
a thousand times, but if you're not paying attention and one of the ghosts coming up from behind a gravestone gets you, you'll jump. You'll jump. I mean, I, I've been next to my five-year-old and I've, I've ridden that ride a thousand times. And I've, oh, well, it got me. Okay, yeah, you know. Um, so guys, as we exit the graveyard, we get one of the greatest Disney experiences they have in the parks with the only free thing you get to take home. A ghost. Mike? Yeah, that's that's by far my favorite part of the ride. Uh, you don't know which ghost you're going to get. Uh, and the way they do it and the way they project it, it almost seems like they know how to fit it perfectly. I, I, know, that, I know they're not custom tailoring the ghost for every car but it almost seems like if you're sitting with somebody next to you if you're sitting by yourself they always seem to put that ghost in the perfect spot it's never over your image they just they just however however camera wise they do that to do that reflection off the mirror to put that ghost in the car with you uh a plus whoever made that up because it always seems to just transition to your ride perfectly jason what's your favorite what's your favorite ghost that you that you get as you go through there um you know, I really don't have a favorite one. I guess my, I, I, you know what, if I was to answer that, honestly, I think it's the short, the short one with the big beard. Yeah, I think that's Gus. Is, that's is Gus, because they all have names. Okay, it's, uh, it yeah. would, you know, and I'm sorry, I, I don't know the names of them. Uh, it would be Gus. Um, I do like with the new RF technology, if you have uh, certain um, things attached to your account, for example, birthdays and stuff like that, how they're starting to integrate that stuff. Uh, I noticed... Um, and maybe it's just random, but like with my, you know, like with the son and his birthday, he'll get the birthday candles with the birthday cake, and that'll really. Be, I've yeah. never seen that. Okay, so I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know they were doing that. That's yep. really cool. So uh, oh, a small world does that too, where they'll put your name up there uh, right. when you're leaving Small World. In fact, my son Parker, this last time, if you if you ever meet Parker, he is. Um, I mean, he's he's the apple of one of my eyes. I mean, he's my he's my son. Okay. He is uh, so much like me, and he's so much like my mom. Uh, he's very quirky. Like, there's there's certain – I'm very, very quirky about certain things. And he, he his name has never been up on the small world. <laughs> um, and if you know my son, it's almost humorous because he gets um, – because he'll look and he'll go like appalled. He's just appalled where he goes – my name isn't up there again. You, <laughs> you need to call someone, Dad. You like, so you know it's um because he hears the conversations. Like he'll have the conversations like that I have with you. Like okay, I got you. I got you set up down at Epcot. You're doing that. Do you know what I mean? Or, or I'm on the phone with 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 DVC or whatever. So he he's just or I'm I'm talking to the other guys and he's like like I have this in on everybody in Disney. He's like you need to call somebody because. This is the fourth time we've done this, and my name has never been up there. And anyways, so Disney work on it for me. But going back to um, uh, the Hitchhiking Ghost, um, it's such a fun technology, and it just kind of is that cherry on the cake, you know, where it gives you a smile. And once again, it takes everything that can be scary in a ride, and it just, 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 it's that last little of this was fun. You know what I mean? This was a good time, and, and, and I really enjoyed that section. 
Yeah, man. I tell you, and it's great that Disney is integrated. A, it's such an easy effect to pull off, but yet they pull it off so beautifully that you don't see anyone go. Oh, there's just a you know reflection in my car. No, there's a ghost in your in your doom buggy, and that ghost is going home with you. Like we've done it so many times, but yet we're still like. Oh, who we get? Oh, oh, look who is going home with us tonight. You know, it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, we, we, we really look forward to that part. And then it brings us into Little Leota. It's, it's the perfect ending to a perfect ride. It is, it, it brings you from, you enter the ride, you're, you're a living being, and now you exit the ride at the end of your existence, and now you're part of this fantastic cast of 999 haunts, and you get to partake in everyone else's joy as they ride through behind you. I think it may be the creepiest. Hurry back. It's creepy, but it is perfect. Is it not the greatest ending to a Disney ride or Disney attraction that you've seen? I mean, Mike, if you're going to summarize a ride with two words, I think she does it. She leaves that lasting impression on you. She took a fantastic ride and just put the exclamation point on it. That was the icing on the cake, the exclamation point to that ride. 100% she nailed it. Agreed. And the uh, the projection on the small figure, her talking to you, being uh, such a, a small little bride up there. Is she not a bride up there? She is. Yeah, she's she's a she's a tiny little bride. And um, it, it it's perfect. It's a perfect ending, Mike. I can't I can't say it any better. It's the exclamation point on the ride. You know, guys, there's. There's a, there's a there's a few Disney rides that we really feel like they're family to us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is one of those. I feel like without this ride Disney isn't Disney. Because Walt always had an imagination for this ride, although he didn't he wasn't able to live long enough to see this ride to fruition. I I really feel like he still lives in and envelops this ride. The idea that Walt always had of a haunted house in his park was taken to an absolute, was taken above and beyond what he could have ever imagined. And we we are lucky enough to experience this every time we go. And I, I just have to say, it's a no-miss for us. We always do the Haunted Mansion, and we always will do the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, like, perfectly what you said about how it's one of those iconic Disney rides. It just goes to show you how important it is, because the Disney World Haunted Mansion ride, they won't close it down for the few weeks leading up to the party. The difference between that and the Disneyland party is that when they have the Disneyland uh, Halloween party, they close the Haunted Mansion down for two weeks 
so that they can change the ride over for the Nightmare Before Christmas theme, which they don't do with ours. So because that ride means so much to so many people, Disney says, you know what? It's not worth changing over the ride for this particular party, for this particular type of year, because we don't want to have the ride down for two weeks before Halloween, two weeks before the Halloween party starts, and then the two weeks after in order to get this ride prepped. The Disney World Haunted Mansion is such an iconic must-do ride for so many families that they won't risk shutting it down for the few weeks before and the few weeks after. Mike, you say that, and and I completely agree. I, I don't think they could shut both down at the same time. And not only that, but Mike, I haven't had a chance to see the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay on the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, but I've heard it's it's amazing. It's 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 fantastic. But at Disney World, with the crowds we have and with the amount of people that vacation here and it's it's a it's a one-time vacation you can't close it down you cannot do that for 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 weeks at a time every year because when people you know not everyone gets to go to disney multiple times a year or every year a lot of people plan their trips you know two three years out and they've planned this and they've watched youtube videos and they've listened to podcasts like us and they've lived vicariously through other people and when they go they want to be able to experience those attractions that Walt said, this is what's Disney. This is Disney. And I think that as long as the Magic Kingdom keeps the Haunted Mansion the way it is, there will be lines out front and there will be people always wanting to see what's coming next as you enter the Doom Buggy. Oh, I, I completely agree with their reasoning on not shutting it down. I mean, I, I complete. We were there for a trip, and Pirates of the Caribbean was closed because they were doing a refurb or you know whatever they were doing. They were sprucing up the uh, the pirates in there, and I felt like we missed something. You know, it was one of those rides where you know you, I you can't go there and not do that. And I, I completely understand with their reasoning on not shutting it down. I'd be upset if I went there and that was a ride that was closed, uh, especially if it was under their control. So no, I, I don't, I don't disagree with their decision not to. I just, I would enjoy the, as a huge nightmare before Christmas fan, I would love to be able to see the, the changeover, but I'll just, you know, till I get to Disneyland and get to do it when they have it changed over, I'll just have to live vicariously through YouTube videos. There's so much merchandise, even on Etsy, there's so much merchandise that that people sell based on the Haunted Mansion ride. And it's almost to where it's a cult following. So I really honestly don't think that you'll ever see any changes to the Haunted Mansion as it is in our lifetime. No, I agree 100%. I mean, you, you look at um, you, you look at the parks now, they're just now opening a brand new Haunted Mansion-based store to where they're offering in the entire the entire store is all Haunted Mansion-based uh, uh, things you can buy. And I, I love walking in there. There's so much stuff I'd love to buy. I'd love to put it all throughout our house, you know. Guys, come join us. We have a blast over on our social media accounts, especially Facebook talking about everything that's going on in the parks. Post your pictures, post about what your ideas for the parks and what you uh, have going on Disney in your lives. You can find us at facebook.com backslash groups backslash Disney Dads podcast or you can find us at 
DisneyDadsPodcast.com. Yeah, so give us a call. Our phone number is 317-WDW-DADS. That's 317-939-3237. And we want to hear your kids' wishes. You know, at the end of every episode, we're going to feature different kids with their wishes, whether it's a Disney-related wish, whether it's something they're wishing for. We want to hear about it. We want you to hear about it so we can replay it at the end of our show. Guys, tonight we dove into one of the classics of, of, of Disney. And, you know, it's times like these that I think back about what Disney's brought to my life. And I want to hear about what you guys would like to pass on to the families listening right now to what Disney might bring to theirs. Mike? The iconic Disney rides, whether it be the Haunted Mansion, whether it be Pirates of the Caribbean, those are the rides that, when you look back years from now, as your kids get older, those are going to be the memories. The the fond memories of, because they're individual rides. You're not going to have rides like that anywhere else. Uh, Those are the kind of rides you're going to remember as time goes on. When myself and my child did this, when me and my fiance did this, it's a family memory that will always be there. And... Disney does such a good job with their iconic rides that they're just your must-dos. I think the biggest thing for any family that's going into this, and I'm going to talk to the dads, you know, being the Marine Corps veteran, uh, being someone that is um, hard in life, you know, uh, something that that you need to go out and attack things and get things done. Um, Check your ego at the door. Because that was probably one of the biggest and hardest things that I did. And once I got my ego checked... As soon as I walked into the Disney bubble, I checked my ego. And the reason I'm telling you this is because it made Disney such an incredible experience. So when you see the six foot four biker guy with tattoos clapping and waving at the characters during during the, the parade, you can't help but not put your ego in check a little bit because this guy doesn't he's gonna have a good time. And you owe it to yourself to have a good time because it's there. And once you experience that good time, you're going to start making memories that are going to be so ingrained emotionally with, with, within, within, within yourself that Disney will be something that will make your day better. Mike, you know, we've, we've taken on in our third episode, one of the iconic attractions of Disney, if 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 you were left with a few words to say about it, what would it be? The memories, fond memories that, uh, as scared as my children would be to go on it the first time, and they muscled through it uh, like a trooper. They enjoyed it. They enjoyed doing it with us, and it's one of those things that uh, you have to experience. And because it's so, so iconic and done so right. It just leaves a warm spot in your heart the way you can enjoy that as a family ride. And you're right. You're right, Mike. It, it is. It, it's, I didn't mean to step on your toes, Justin, but you know, now that you mention it like that, when you get done with that ride, it kind of is that, ah, it's just, just, that, just that, that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. It really is. I think the Haunted Mansion may be the perfect introduction to other Disney attractions. We we first took our, our, what was at that time, two-year-old on attraction and had to convince her that it was okay. 
once we did, I think I think it was almost a red carpet for her to other Disney attractions to where she trusted us. We we told her, listen, if you do this, you're going to enjoy it. It's not scary. You're going to have fun. And once she did it and she realized how much fun it actually was, when we said the same things about Splash Mountain and about the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, then she knew we weren't lying. We were we were being honest with her. And I think... I think that's what what Walt Disney was was searching for. He was searching for something that sat on the edge of a family ride, but also something somewhat scary, something that would push the boundaries of what a Disney attraction would be. And I think even after his death in 66, the Imagineers carried on his dream and they found that in what we all get to experience today. And guys, I've had a blast going through this with you for the past hour. And uh, and and I tell you, I can't wait to ride it with you and with all of our other listeners very soon. Guys, another great episode. Mike, Jason, I what? how much fun was this diving into a classic Disney attraction? Walt has given us things that we will never be able to repay. And we also can't repay the listeners that have given us their time to come and spend time with us. And I just want to say thank you to them and thank you to you guys for spending this time because you guys are like brothers and I've really enjoyed tonight. And uh, I hope that you all uh, will look forward to a future episode as well. Mike? Yeah, good night, guys. I enjoyed taking this uh, journey with you, and I look forward to diving into some more episodes in the future. Jason? Both of you guys have a great night, and to everybody out there, have a fantastic week. It was fun, and I look forward to meeting new friends and hearing about your story, because I really, sincerely want to hear about your story. They have the power to make a wish come true. So what's your wish? Starlight, star bright. I wish we could go to Disney soon. I wish I could go on a Disney cruise. Have the wish, I wish tonight. We'll make a wish and do as dreamers do. From Mike, Justin, and myself, to my Disney family, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. 
Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. I like it. I like it. So, Mike, you know, it's a famous attraction. Disney is probably the most famous place ever. I'd like for you to make the most famous statement of all time right now. <laughs> I just might leave that in. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.